Welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life. I'm your host, Cindy McMillan, and I'm thrilled you're here. Exploring the Seasons of Life is a metaphor for understanding the complexities of being alive. It's a reminder that life is filled with ups and downs, joys and sorrows, and moments of both growth and stagnation. Life is a journey, and each season brings its own unique lessons and experiences. And as we move through those different seasons of life, we learn, we grow, and we become better versions of ourselves. Each week, I interview spiritual explorers, amazing coaches, and authors from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. So get ready. It's time to hear some words of wisdom from today's guest, Miriam Wexler. Miriam is a certified mindset and life purpose coach currently based out of Florence, Italy. Miriam helps clients live their best life by filling the gap between where they are now and where they want to be. By identifying where growth is desired, setting goals and objectives, and holding accountability, clients will reach their highest goals and dreams. Miriam, welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. You know, I've been really looking forward to this conversation. One, because we're going to be talking about mindset, but also we're going to be talking about your retreats. And because I love to travel, that's just so exciting and interesting to me. (laughs) But let's start off with my favorite question. And that is, what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you? Absolutely. You know, it's funny because when when I was thinking about, you know, seasons of life, what does that mean to me? And I look at seasons of life as literally seasons in our lives. You know, think of it kind of like, you know, when you're a child, I look at that as spring. It's it's growth, it's opportunity, it's discovery. Everything is budding and kind, kind of coming alive. And then we get into kind of young adulthood. So it's the building phase. It's putting things together. It's creating, you know, building careers, starting families. It's, it's you know, the changes that we kind of come into where our life is going to unfold. And then where, when we're in our midlife, which is kind of where I consider myself, you know, right now, um, it's kind of fall, you know, it's time of, which also happens to be my favorite season, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, It's a time of like transition and reflection and kind of see, I, I find myself for myself and for a lot of people that I talk to, it's a time where people kind of reevaluate where they are in life. It's like, okay, um, what's working? What's not working? Where do I need to be? What do I need to change? You know, that kind of stuff. And then as we as we get older, as we start, you know, getting into retirement stage and, and kind of like, I call it the winding down. It's almost like winter because it's a time of, com- uh, you know, closure, of contemplation, of wisdom, of hibernation, of, okay, I'm now going to enjoy the fruits of my labor. So, you know, one of the things that we were talking about, and I know that um, a lot of people are, you know, ask me about that too. What does it mean, you know, like the evolution of like we're constantly changing, changing. And one of the things that I say is, you know, the personal development is is an ongoing process. 
we start as babies and we don't think of what we're doing. We're just enjoying, we're growing, we're learning, we're absorbing so that, you know, as we get older, everything changes. You know, I always tell you what you hear about uh, divorces from young people who get married at a really young age. And I always say, well, who you were in your 20s is not who you are in your 30s, definitely not who you are in your 40s or 50s and, and so on and so on. So to me, seasons of life means the evolution and the growth and the, and the you know, self-understanding that we build over time throughout the seasons of our own lives. Miriam, you did a fantastic job of taking us through all those different seasons and where we are in our personal evolution, so mm-hmm. to speak. But you mentioned um, about the personal development being a lifelong journey. Now, I saw a, I believe it was an Instagram post that you had, and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I love that. So can we just hop into that real quick? What does that actually mean and can you go deeper into that? Because once you talk, I'm going to give you my viewpoints that I'm always talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so the reason I believe that personal development is a lifelong journey, my journey where I started to be like, okay, wait a minute, how am I living my life? Is this how I want to live my life? Like, am I happy? Am I not happy? Like actually starting to ask those questions happened In my early 30s, I went on a backpacking trip in Asia for a year. And that's when, you know, the deep contemplation about what the hell am I doing with my life started. And, you know, I came home armed with all these lessons that I learned and all these kind of downloads that I got while I was traveling. And that kind of carried me, I'd say, probably for five, seven, you know, almost 10 years only to wake up uh, kind of in my 40s thinking, wait a minute, where am I now? Am I still happy? Do I still love what I'm doing? You know, is this career where I want to be? Am I happy in my relationship? Are my values still the same? Am I still headed in the right direction? Do I still believe in the same things? So to me, personal development is literally developing yourself as a personality. It's constantly growing and changing, constantly questioning yourself. Because, you know, when we go through life just thinking, oh, well, this is life, uh, things are unfair, things. No, no. Where can we change? Where can we pivot? Where can we grow? Who works for us? Who doesn't work for us? You know, in terms of friends and family, we're never stuck. And I talk to so many of my clients who come to me with the same phrase, I feel stuck in my life. And my answer is you're never, ever stuck. You just never looked deep enough to figure out where am I now that doesn't work? Where do I want to be and how do I get there? How do I kind of like, you know, like I say in my bio, how do I bridge the gap from where I'm now to where I want to be? If I'm feeling stuck, it's because something is no longer working. Something is, you know, and if I'm too afraid to move forward, something is blocking me. So it's doing that deep dive into yourself and asking yourself, what needs to change in my life now? Because I'm not the same person I was last year or five years ago and 10 years ago. And I know things are still going to change for me moving forward. Where am I now? What's working? What's not? And I'll use myself as an example. I'm on my fifth career because, you know, I love doing PR for the few years that I was doing it. And then until I woke up one day and realized didn't love it anymore, fell into event planning, did that for 20 years, 
COVID kind of took it out of my hands, which I thought, you know, I call it a Jesus takes the wheel moment because I would have been way too scared to, to quit and pursue something else if that didn't happen. That's when I became a life coach. That's when I launched my Live Out Loud retreats, my retreat planning company. That's when everything shifted for me. So I always say live life in um, a process of introspection. Always look at your life in terms of, you know, pros and cons, what's working, what's not working, what do I need to fix, where things need to shift. Oh, everything is working. I'm actually happy. Great. Let's stay the course next year. Again, what's working? What's not working? Let's do a deep dive. And that's what I mean by we are constantly working on ourselves. It never, ever ends because we change, we shift, we grow. Life changes. People in our life change. So it's inevitable that we do the work ongoingly. I totally agree with you because I was in a really intense certification program. And when I finished it, one of the um, women that I had met in the program, we became really good friends. Six months out, a year out, we would start laughing because we would say, oh, you know, it's not one and done. We really have to keep doing the work. And it's so true. So when I saw that statement, it is a lifelong journey. You can't do something once and just think you've got it. It is just an ongoing thing. And I love the way you brought in the values and everything. Well, think of it this way. You know, if you look at doctors, a doctor can't keep his or her license unless they continue to do educational development. Well, it's the same in life. Why should we keep what we have and where we are without learning and growing and getting better, getting smarter, getting wiser, getting, you know, getting happier? (laughs) Exactly. You mentioned your retreat um, company, the Live Out Loud Retreats. Mm -hmm. So can you kind of take us through your story of, and you did a little bit there, but take us through becoming a mindset coach and creating the Live Out Loud retreats. Of course. So when I was doing events, you know, I'm really, really good at what I do. I will say that. But it just wasn't fulfilling anymore. I just wasn't getting the same joy that I did, you know, earlier on in my career. And and this is uh, an exercise that I do with all my clients. And I thought to myself, okay, what should I be doing next? And I know I want to. I, I know I want to serve. I know I want to be of of service to people. I want to contribute to this world to make it a better place. I love working with women. I know I want to create. You know change in the world. How do I go about doing that? And, you know, a lot of people ask me, how do you find your purpose? That's why, you know, I became a, a both a mindset and life purpose coach, because our purpose isn't, there's no one thing that we're, you know, stuck doing for the rest of our life. Our purpose can change. This is where I think a lot of people make the mistake thinking, oh, I've never found my purpose. Well, you can have multiple purpose. And people think that purpose has to do with your career it doesn't. Purpose can be, you know, my purpose in life could be being the best mother, uh, you know, that I can be, being the best family member, being the best teacher, being the best friend, be, you know, there's a lot of things, being an incredible volunteer who gives back, community organizer, etc. So what I did was, and again, this is another exercise I do with all my clients, is I did an exercise of I create two lists, and this is the easiest and most fun way to figure out what your purpose is. I did a list of everything that I'm 
ever have, have ever been interested in. It could be the most ridiculous to the most profound, right? And it's things like travel and food and friendship and laughter and comedy shows and movies, like anything and everything. And I call it a living list because it never ends. Like, you know, you can do it and three months later, all of a sudden come up with five more things and add them quickly to the list. And then I do a second list with everything that I'm good at, have skill and experience in, a talent in, et cetera. And then I start cross-referencing. And one of my biggest passions is travel. Uh, obviously, I live in Italy. Um, and one, one of the things that I'm really, really good at is event planning, right? So I'm like, okay, how can I take travel and event planning and combine them to create the next chapter of my life? I'm like, Oh my God, I can do wellness retreats. I can bring, you know, communities of women together and together we can learn and grow and, you know, like vibe off each other and learn from, you know, experts that come in and from the community that we're visiting and, and enjoy food and wine and sightseeing and laughter and conversation all at the same time. And then kind of that ding, little light bulb in my head went off and said, well, why don't you become a life coach? And that way you can facilitate your own retreats as well, not just organize them, but facilitate them so that everything that you've learned over the last 20, 30 years of your life, you can impart that knowledge to people who are feeling stuck or blocked or where you were, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago. And again, the stuckness comes and goes. It doesn't, you don't get stuck once get unstuck and that's it. Life flows forever. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's wonderful when it happens, but most people kind of go through phases in their lives where they have to re-question. So that's how the retreats came about. That's how becoming a certified coach came about. And as they say, the rest is history. (laughs) (laughs) Miriam, I love that exercise because you also touched on something there that about our purpose is not our career. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't think our purpose always has to be monetized either, right? Nope, absolutely not. And I th- and that is two areas that I do think people get caught up in and and myself as well in the past thinking, "Oh, well I can't monetize this and take this out into the world. That can't be my my grand purpose." You know, yeah, but it's interesting because so many people think, you know, I love my job. I'm making really good money, but I don't think it's my purpose. Okay, doesn't have to be your purpose. You can love going to work every day without it being, you know, the grand thing in your life. Your purpose can be, you know, I volunteer after school. I'm a bit, you know, the big sister organization. I volunteer and I'm a big sister. That could be my purpose is to impart knowledge and wisdom and support and community to young women. I know people who volunteer in soup kitchens. I know people who just live to be parents. Like, it's just, I want my child to be happy and loved. I want to break the generational trauma that I grew up with. That's an incredible purpose. You know, I know people who, you know, bring people together and create like community events. There's an organization here. It's actually worldwide, but it's here in Florence. It's an expat group and it's called Internations. And I spoke to one of the, there's so many subgroups. I spoke to one of the women. She's like, I love bringing people together. I love creating like dinner experiences and coffee experiences. I feel like it's my purpose. My purpose is to connect people together. I'm like, 
that's amazing that you were able to find your purpose. So purpose can be anything and everything. It's not just career. And when we let go of the idea, like you said, that it needs to be monetized, it becomes so much easier to be open to finding it. When you talked about being open and not being, I'm going to use the word constricted. We're so constrained because we're almost frozen because we don't, we don't know what our purpose is and mm-hmm. we just allow it to happen. Absolutely. You know, by using your exercise as an example. And yes. And, and, you know, I always say allow things to happen means don't sit on your ass and, you know, watch TV all day waiting for, you know, this big thing to fall from the sky, but go about your day, do the best job that you can at your work, you know, interact with friends and family, live your life in a beautiful, purposeful way and allow things to happen. Cause sometimes we practically stumble on things. Like we, we, we trip over things going, Hey, didn't even realize that was there the whole time. And, and here we are. And all of a sudden we're doing something that just feeds our soul in such a beautiful way, found our purpose. And It's okay not to have this life-defining purpose. Your purpose can be just to be a decent human being and, you know, pay your bills on time and be kind to your neighbors and to dogs and to little children. That's great as well. So, you know, we... We need to stop beating ourselves up that it has to be this big, grand, you know, fireworks gesture as well. So just relax, live your best life, and things will start coming to you. You will get the answers. Mm, love that. So you you love to travel. You're in Florence, Italy right now. You have your retreats. Do you have a favorite country that you love to visit Well, I'm living in my favorite country, quite obviously. Uh, I visited Italy about 15 years ago. And I remember saying to my girlfriend as we were walking arm in arm in Florence, and I said to her, I'm going to live here one day. And I didn't mean Florence. I meant Italy in general. Uh, And it was such a debate. Rome, Florence, Rome, Florence. Ooh, I don't know. And I was just in Rome uh, last week for three days with my brother. I'm like, oh, my God, I love this city so much. Um, I would say Rome, uh, or Italy in general, and probably Bali. I'm I, I go back and forth between the two. I've been to Bali multiple times as well. So those are probably my two favorite places on earth. But I I always say the world is a very 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 big place. So there's probably a lot that I haven't gotten to yet that will be oh no no that's my favorite or that's my favorite. So I'm excited to explore. <laughs> you know that's so funny because every time I travel somewhere. I'm like, I'm moving here. I'm moving here. And then the next time I go somewhere, I'm moving here. <laughs> we all, I think we all do it. There's actually a meme going around now on Instagram where you see somebody in a new place and the, the heading is me five minutes after I get somewhere. Should I live here? <laughs> yes. I wanna, I'm going to talk about mindset again because, and I think I'm pronouncing her name right, Carol Dweck that has the book Mindset. Yep. And she says, and I'm going to read this quote, it's not intelligence, talent, or education that sets successful people apart. It's their mindset or the way they approach life's challenges. So I was I was hoping you could go into mindset and what that means to you and to your clients and just kind of talk us through maybe 
um, an area when you're working with mindset? I know this is a big question. I can break this back down. But like if there's one area we should focus on, Mm -hmm. what would that be? So, you know, for me, mindset is your, your, you know, think of it as a bowl with your attitudes, beliefs, and your assumptions, which pretty much shape the way you think. So like Carol Dweck says, there's two mindsets, the fixed mindset and growth mindset. And fixed mindset people believe that you are who you are. This is how you were born. You you either have the talent or the ability or you don't. And these people tend to get stuck in their lives because they think, you know, these are the people that when I have a conversation going, Oh, yeah, I live in Italy. Oh, I would love to live in Italy. Oh, you should do it then. Oh, I could never. That's a fixed mindset to me. A fixed mindset is automatically going to the place where you can't do something or you're not able to. Oh, it's not for me. I can't do it. I don't have the ability to. And the truth is that we have the ability to do anything we set our mind to. Mindset set our mind. You know, growth mindset is the ability to recognize that, oh, I'd love to write songs, but I've never done it before. I'm going to try. I think I might be able to. Oh, I'd love to play the piano. So maybe if I took lessons, I'd get really good at it. It's the, it's the understanding that everything, nothing is a fixed trait that we can change. We can grow. We can learn. We can adapt. And for me, the most important thing with mindset is language language. I tell people this all the time. Stop saying you can't do something. That's the first thing you should erase from your vocabulary is can't. It's more like, I've never done this. Let me try. If you're open to trying, that's it. That's all you need to do is be open to trying. You can achieve a lot of things. And I always say, and if you can't achieve it, then it wasn't meant for you. And you can just move on to the next thing, you know, because people always think, oh, this couldn't work. I couldn't do it. I said, well, what's the worst thing if it didn't work? Move on to the next thing. And if that didn't work, move on to the next thing after that. We're never stuck where we are. We always have the capacity to learn and to grow and to develop the skills to grow our abilities. So as a, as a coach, basically on mindset, the first person thing I tell my clients is in a conversation with me, please never, ever use the word I can't. If you want to tell me that you can't, find another way to say it that I'll believe you. Because telling me you can't, I know that that's your go-to because fear reared its ugly head. And basically made you think that you can't do something because the truth is we can do a lot of things, but fear holds us back from whatever it is that we want to do. And it's not just general fear. It's fear of failure. And, you know, fear of failure goes down even deeper. Like I'm I'm working right now with a, a business partner who is ingrained in this fear that what if it doesn't work out? I said, then it doesn't work out. Then we move on to the next thing or we, you know, sever our partnership and go our separate ways and happy day to you. And I said, what is it that you're afraid of? She said, well, I'm not 100% sure. I said, well, I know you're afraid that this will fail. I said, but I don't think you're afraid of the failure as much as you're afraid of what people will think about you. And she just went, oh my God, no, that's it. That's exactly it. Mindset is letting go of all those beliefs. It's letting go of the idea that 
if people judge you, it'll mean anything to your life. It's letting go of the idea that failing or not doing something is going to make you a bad person. It's letting go of the idea that not wanting to do something makes you a flawed person. So the first thing I I work through, like the biggest barrier is fear. And I work through getting to a point and we're never going to get rid of fear. Fear is a part of our lives. It's here to stay. It's how to manage the fear, how to respond to the fear, and how to get through life in spite of being afraid. That's the first mindset concept that I that I work with my clients. And then, of course, creating a new system of beliefs and, and um, assumptions and ideas that will help us move forward. One of the first things as you first started talking that I, I that popped into my mind was my partner, and I'm going back to growth mindset, and was my partner wanted to change the um, fixtures in the bathroom. And so he just pulled up YouTube and just kept repeatedly watching all these YouTube um, mm-hmm. videos to be able to change all the fixtures in the bathroom, you know, the faucets and everything. But that that is a, a tiny example of a growth mindset. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I bought a cabinet for the bathroom here in Florence, and it sat in the box for probably two months because I was thinking I'm going to find someone to put this together because I can't do it myself. And then I thought to myself one night, wait a minute. Why can't I do this myself? Instructions come with everything. You just bought an amazing screwdriver. So just try. What's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work. You pile everything up and you get someone. I spent two hours and now I have a beautiful bathroom cabinet in my bathroom that holds all my toiletries. And I'm like, every day I walk in the bathroom going, look what I did by myself. It's because I allowed myself the opportunity to try Knowing that the worst case scenario, the worst case scenario, I just wouldn't be able to do it. That's it. And I told my business partner too, I said, okay, let's say we try something and it fails. Tell me what will happen after you fail. Well, you know, this, that, and the other. I said, okay, and then what? And then what? You know, I kept saying, and then what? And then what? Until we got to a point where she's like, well, then nothing. I said, exactly. Nothing will happen embarrassment has never killed anyone. And if you allow embarrassment to take over your life to a point that you're not moving forward, that's a fixed mindset and you're never going to accomplish anything. What a terrible way to live. Yeah, I, I love this idea of just being able to take risks and to grow and to, as you said, just try whatever it may be and a lot of times it is that embarrassment. What people are, what are people going to think about me? But like you said, nobody has died of embarrassment. <laughs> exactly. And, and I always tell people, my brother actually said something brilliant the other day. I said, you know, you might be embarrassed, but within a couple of days, people won't even think about you anymore. He goes, a couple of days. He goes, as soon as you hang up the phone and they don't see your face, they forget about you. He goes, yeah. people worry about their own lives more than they ever will worry about yours. So you'll be embarrassed and hold on to that negative, gross feeling, but they're not even thinking about you. They're worried about dinner on their table that night. Exactly. Yeah. Well, can you give our listeners two or three tips to help them find what's missing in their life, to ignite their passion? And this this 
topic really means a lot to me because it goes back to, you know, what we were talking about earlier about one, people not taking chances or, or two, feeling stuck. But a lot of people think their purpose is, we just went through that whole purpose piece. If they don't know what their purpose is, they don't have their passion. Purpose and passion it's incredible when they're connected. That's, you know, you're a lucky, lucky person. But very rarely are they one and the same. Again, sometimes sometimes per- someone's purpose is to, you know, to help others, to, you know, they create charities and blah, blah, blah. But their passion is traveling. Their passion is cooking. Their passion is painting. Their passion is playing the piano. Passion and purpose don't necessarily always have to be intertwined. You know, I know people who are so passionate about the work that they do, but they know it's not their purpose in life. Their purpose is something, I know somebody who rescues dogs. That's her, you know, biggest, biggest passion. She goes, I want to work with animals, but I know I'm not going to make a lot of money out of it. So I'm excited You know, I'm excited about, you know, my work and my job and how I make money. But, you know, again, like we have to stop thinking that everything is one and the same, that everything is tied together, that, oh, uh, I love my work, but I'm not passionate about it. Okay, pays the bills. You love it. Good for you. Figure out what you're passionate about. Your purpose is could be one thing. Your passion could be something else. For me, my purpose is to help people recognize themselves, step into Mm. themselves, like build, build themselves up as human beings and live lives that just satisfy and, and excite them. But my passion is travel. My passion is food. I'm actually creating a couple of projects together that revolve around food and travel and community because that's what I'm passionate about. Am I passionate about life coaching? Yes, of course I'm passionate about it, but it's not the end all and be all for me. It's my purpose. It's not my passion. My passion is something else altogether. So the first thing I will tell people is let go of any preconceived notions that you have about what your life is supposed to be. I just did the quotation marks because we always go through life thinking that we're supposed to be a certain way. We're supposed to go to school. Then we're supposed to go to university. Then we're supposed to get married. Then we're supposed to have kids and we're supposed to maybe stay home or have a career, but you can't have both. Like where do these preconceived notions come from and why are we living by other people's rules? So, So let go of any assumptions that you have about what things are supposed to be. And then if you want to do things and you're too scared, work on your self-esteem. I've actually done several posts uh, on Instagram and on Facebook about this. The number one thing as a a mindset coach that I would tell people to work on is their self-esteem and self-awareness. Get to know, do you even know who you are? Because most people do not. So figure out who you are, where you are, where you want to be, and most importantly, why you want to be there. And then everything else will start rolling from there. Because once you have this deep self-awareness, it's like, okay, this is who I am. These are my flaws that... I need to work on or I need to accept, you know, I know who I am. I know what I need to grow. How do I get there? I want to build a a new career. Okay. What do I need to 
get there. My girlfriend is a, is a relationship coach. And the first thing she says to people, it's like, okay, you want to have a boyfriend? You want to find a husband? Great. Who are you? Do you even know who you are? Who do you need to be to attract this relationship? And it's the same. Who do you need to be to find your purpose? Who do you need to be to find your passion? Who do you need to be to live this life that you have, you know, a vision of in your head? When you figure out who you are, everything flows from there. So self-awareness self and self-esteem go hand in hand. Work on those. Everything will flow from there. Miriam, everything that you're talking about and and all your tips that you're going through, they are like really hitting me in my heart because, you know, as we talked about in the beginning, we all have our own work to do and to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's it's everything's just hitting right right in my heart. What is the one big key takeaway that you want our listeners to get from this conversation? Get off your ass and do something. No, and I'm not kidding because so many people are so afraid to leave their comfort zone that they wake up, you know, 40, 50, 60, 80 years old going, I would have, I could have, I should have, but I didn't. Get off your ass and do something. If you're not loving where you are, do something. If you want to change careers, do something. If you want to get out of a relationship, do something. If you want to start a business, if you want to travel, if whatever it is that you want to do, do something. You know, you had a question before uh, before we got on, on the podcast. What's the difference between being in motion and taking action? Being in motion is the prep work. So you hear people, you know, I'm reading all the books and I'm taking all the courses. Amazing. What are you doing? Then what are you doing? That's what be, that's what taking action is. People think that I'm in motion. I'm doing things. I'm like, no, you're not. You're prepping things, which is wonderful. But at some point, you know, my girlfriend said to me years ago, okay, enough with reading all the books, enough with the self-help, enough with hiring coaches. It's time to implement what you're learning. So, Read the books, work with a coach, gather the information and get off your ass and do something. And my favorite saying that I heard um, a few months ago was, you know, if you sit in a garbage dump long enough, it stops smelling. Right. Because you get so. So if you're sitting on your ass doing nothing, it stops being like this detrimental thing because that's your comfort zone. And our comfort zone never gets us anywhere we want to be. No one has ever become a huge, massive success, you know, being stuck in their comfort zone. Do something about it. You don't know where to start? Hire a coach, hire a therapist, talk to a friend, like, you know, take an online course, read the books, but then take action. You know, being in motion is not the same as taking action. It's great to be in motion until you're ready. But I always say, unless you're taking action, you're not going to get anywhere. A hundred percent. I always say, you know, but it's like that in every area, whatever energy you put out is the energy you're going to attract back into your life. I'm very big on manifesting as well. And 
If you're lying to yourself, oh, I'm reading all the books every day. I make a to-do list. That's great. How many things are you actually checking off your to-do list? Because it's great to make the list. It's great to read the books. It's great to prep yourself. But, you know, one of the things that I tell my clients is I'm going to hold you accountable to not only learn and tell me, yeah, oh, that's great. Okay, what are you doing about it? And next session, I'm going to ask you, what did you do this past week to get you one step closer to where you are? You know, I, it's funny. I have a, I have a form that the, all my clients need to fill out before each sessions. And in the form, I tell them list three things that you've actually accomplished since our last session. Because if you haven't accomplished anything, if you didn't move the dial one step closer, what's happening? What do we need to work on? Where do we need to shift things? So if there's one takeaway I will tell people is stop wishing and start doing <laughs> I shake her a little bit and say, what are you doing? <laughs> but I would, I would thank her for having the courage to live authentically, to try things and risk failing and to have enough sense of adventure to want more from life than just what she was, you know, seeing happening all around her. Of course. Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at Miriam Wexler. Just straight my name, first name and last name. On Facebook, I'm the Miriam Wexler because apparently there's another Miriam Wexler out there. Um, and then, of course, you can uh, head to my website, miriamwexler.me. Uh, and it's funny. This is a, a quick little ego story. When I was trying to get a website, a domain, and miriamwexler.com was already taken, I'm like, how rude somebody has my name. And I'm like, me, I don't know, me, dot net, dot this. And my girlfriend called me and said, if Jay Shetty can be okay with jshetty.me, Miriam Wexler can be okay with miriamwexler.me. She goes, lose the ego. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Okay. Okay. Uh, so www.miriamwexler.me. And I'm actually, um, I have a course that's starting in uh, May 3rd. Uh, it's a group coaching program and it's called The Catalyst. And this is kind of everything we've talked about today is what I teach in this group program. It's how to step out of your comfort zone and into your life and how to take action to actually make things happen. Because we all deserve to live life in a fulfilling way, in a way that, and don't get me wrong, there's hardship, there's shitty days, there's, uh, oh, excuse me for swearing, um, there's days where we wake up and, you know, on the wrong side of the bed and things don't work out. But in the grand scheme of things, life needs to be good. And I always say life is pretty neutral. It's us that give it the interpretation of good or bad. And the only way to make it good is to actually do something about it and feel like you're fulfilling yourself on a daily basis. May 3rd, it's going to start. Yeah, it's going to start on May 3rd. I'm keeping it very small because I love my groups to actually have interaction. I love the women to have conversations. I also have a WhatsApp group with unlimited interaction and questions and all of that. So, you know, I believe that together as a community, we really can change the world and we can help each other do it at the same time. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here and thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk about this really important topic. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to my thoughts and ideas. If you enjoyed it, 
please give me a rating on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to connect with me on social media, you can find me at cindy.macmillan on Instagram. And you can email me at cindy at cynthiamacmillan.com. Please subscribe to the show in whatever app you use to listen to the podcast, and you'll get new podcast episodes delivered right to your device every time I publish one. I don't want you to miss out on any of this amazing content.